This is Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Good day and welcome, Men Making Health a Priority. I'm Dr. Ken Harrison. We are here with Dr. Bashir Easter, Assistant Director. And this is all of us at the University of Wisconsin-Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships in Milwaukee. So this is like the, what, eighth or ninth time we've done this. We're not going to shorten up the title. We can't. Like, when we go, like, what are we doing? Not going to happen. Because all these partnerships (laughs) in the community and all the work that you all do, I I guess we got to keep it. It takes a village. I guess it does. I guess it does. And so... Welcome to this week's. We're we're going to be talking about something a little delicate this weekend. You know, so we want to talk about how men can prevent colon cancer. Mm. And so, being from a family that has significant cancer in it, and having been having to go to be tested and all that since I was forty years old, right? Mm-hmm. I've spent the last twenty years, every five years, getting a colonoscopy. Mm. Because my mother died from cancer, my aunts died from cancer, my grandfather died from cancer. I got nothing. So it's a testament to eating. Yeah. It's a testament to the food you eat. And we talked about that last time. Yes, we did. Right? You know, last month we talked about how you eat and, well, don't, know if <laughs> don't start it. Thanks. We're not going to get back in that because, you know, we're going to get into the vegan argument versus yeah. the, yeah. yeah. But it's really not an argument because if you eat right, eat plant-based. Mm-hmm. Everything works out great until you get to the colon. Mm-hmm. And so this this month's Men Making Health a Priority, we're going to we're going to talk to um, I don't know if I should read this because that that must be a typo. It says community icon. That's what it is. Who is correct? Who? No. Um, <laughs> we have a guest today that I met and learned about when I got here. And everybody said, who's this guy? And he does this and he does that. And so, you know, I sat back and I watched. And to have seen how he's, how he's grown, because he didn't even know. When I didn't know him, I was still watching him. From how he's grown from a young man to really be that icon in the Milwaukee community who's able to do things because he set his mind to it. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing when people say they want to do something and they hope they can do something, and it's a different thing to be intentional Yes, and then do it. Has, I think, the largest barbershop in the city of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is. Why people drive from Green Bay to get their hair cut, I don't understand, <laughs> but that's the, that's the spot. Because you got to get a nice cut. That's you know, the you, spot. Yes, it is. And so I want to welcome Gollin Smith. G from G's Clippers and G's everything. Well, what have you not bought? Like, what what what's left for me to buy in Milwaukee? Because you, you've basically <laughs> taken over the Fiserv. Well, thanks, you man. took over Lambo. Thanks for having. It's me, good man. to see you. It's good, good to, see to see you. Good to see both you guys. And so we've we've worked on different boards and on different projects and things of that nature. Uh, yes. Shout out to the Boy Scouts because yes. you know you're the only barber in America yeah. with a Boy Scout troop, and and so. Mm-hmm. And that's I like because of you. I was and that's pivotal. because no, not you yeah. were definitely the the catalyst. You were the yeah. the reason for uh, G's Clippers being the uh, the first and still yet the only yeah. uh, barbershop in the country to charter a Boy Scout organization. Yeah. And, and that's something to be said because we understand that in the black community, barbershops and beauty shops are where we transfer information. There are only two places in our community where we transfer: where we get our hair cut and where we go to church. Right. 
And those are the two places where we transfer information. And yes. so I think it's fitting for you to be here today to really talk about and give your story because, you know, colon cancer is kind of personal, right? But when you think about it, the fact that you could help someone else, the fact that Chadwick Bozeman went four years mm-hmm. getting treatment, and which, which is, I guess, a positive and a negative because if you know what to pay attention to, he should not have died. Mm. But unfortunately, he did. And, and, and as with everything in life, we can learn from it. And so I, I don't know what to call you. Now, I keep calling you G, Garland. G, Garland, either one, either one, is, you know? either one is, is, is fine. What's but your it's, story? It's funny. Well, you know, if, if, before I go into my story, it's funny you mentioned Chadwick Boseman. Um, see, the reason why he ch- had the challenges uh, for that amount of time, uh, because he was so young. Typically, right. mm-hmm. you don't get a colonoscopy until you're 50 years old. Correct. So he was diagnosed, you know, by him having the uh, the stage four cancer that he had at, right. at still yet a young age. He would have right. probably been diagnosed in his late 20s, early 30s, because it takes on average what 10 years. Right. But um, on to my story, uh, my dad died of colon cancer. Okay. At, at 62 years old, um, dad had never uh, gotten a colonoscopy. Um, he actually complained of um, uh, some uh, abdominal pain one day, and he hadn't had a bowel movement uh, for about two to three days at that point. Wow. Extreme uh, mm-hmm. uh, abdominal pain. Went to the doctor, had to have immediate surgery. The doctor said, you have an advanced uh, stage four uh, colon cancer, and uh, he had uh, 100% blockage. So to get to that point, mind you, he was 62 when he passed. So he would have been diagnosed at, what, 50 years old? 50 years old. He would have right. had some cancerous polyps. And, right. and it's true. No one should really die of colon cancer. And you get them it, removed, you know, and that's Unless that. you had a very right. early right. you know, diagnosis. Right. But it's the number one most preventable cancer out. As long as you get the colonoscopy, get those polyps taken off your colon wall, mm-hmm. you know, you can't get colon cancer. And know. so how did that affect you? Oh, my God. I mean... At 38 years old, he died when I was 36. Okay. So, so my insurance wouldn't cover a, a colonoscopy until I was 38. So for the last five years, like you said, since you were 40, you've been getting every five years. But even but even if you have the history, they still don't cover it. Oh, they at 38 they do. Right. Actually, they typical uh, typical insurance without the family history of it, they won't cover until 50 years old. Correct. When mine started at 38, because of the family history. Okay. And um, that was, that whole situation really affected me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and my whole family. You know, I have five brothers, one sister. So, you know, um, we're all, you know, uh, helpers to one another, man, making sure we all go get our colonoscopies oh, yeah. on a regular basis, oh, yeah. man. Uh, and losing Pop said, I wasn't even 40 years old then. Mm-hmm. You know, he never got to see an, either one of my boys. You know, I had my first child when I was 37, my second one at 38. You know, and that's my name. You know, I'm I'm his namesake. You know, um, so my dad was Garland Smith, uh, uh, senior. Um, that's you know, where the drive comes yeah, from. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but um, is and 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 hence that's the reason why I I go so hard. You know, at at uh, at trying to make sure I um, use my influence my. Um, Your icon status. <laughs> my barbershop being being in, you know in this yeah, uh, in, yeah. in the center of Milwaukee yeah. as a place where I can help individuals not uh, 
end up like my father did. So we are educated more, you know, to go get those colonoscopies, to get our blood pressure checked, to um, see what our blood sugar levels are, and, you know, just to be that place, um, that healing place. You know, and you alluded to it when you spoke of the barbershop and the church. I yeah. always say it's two businesses in an urban community that can truly change the trajectory of that community. Yes, I always say the church and the barbershop. Yes, it can. And so how do you have that conversation? I mean, do you use your, you know, at some point using your father as an example doesn't really resonate with some people. They don't, they may not know their father. They may not. So what, how do, how do you get through to them? Is it, is it your age? Is it your experience? Because they, they trust me. Okay. They trust mm-hmm. me. I mean, they trust their mm-hmm. barber. I mean, that's that's number one. I mean, they look for us for information. They look for us for guidance. You'd be surprised, man. At uh, at well, you wouldn't be. I mean, you, you're a man. You've been. <laughs> I mean, you might cut your own hair now. But no, at some I don't. Point, oh, you, you, really? I thought you cut your own hair. I thought you, <laughs> no. you cut your own. Oh. You don't. He think if nobody comes to him, oh, they cut their own hair. No, he, he I got that thought, many. For no. some reason, I thought you told me you cut your own hair. No. Okay, we, well, then you know then. I don't, have to, I don't have to explain it to you. You know, the, the relationship you have with mm-hmm. your barber, man, yeah. Is, yeah. is unlike, you know, any other. Uh, it's therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Well, I don't talk relationship to my barber. Out there. I don't talk yeah. to No? Mm-mm. Really? I go, I get my hair cut, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I don't have time. You're not the be, typical. You're not the I'm typical, not the typical uh, client. Not, you're not the typical I hope client. I'm not typical at all, but, you know. I'm, I'm oh, not an icon, so I don't get to. This guy, this guy, this guy. Only because so it's you. <laughs> Only because. And so, and so I've seen the work you do in the barbershop, and you invite people in. And for men, that's one of the most comfortable places you can be mm-hmm. to sit down and talk about a sensitive subject. Without a doubt. And yeah. so, Dr. Bashir, how do, you, how do you connect a story like that in all of us when your job is to make sure you know you, you only got a couple you only got a couple goals in it right you only uh-huh. got a couple things you really need to do in all of us right mm-hmm. make sure men know they make sure they show up yes right make sure they get their numbers right yes that's a perfect example of why you should know your numbers because colon cancer is something uh, the terminology they use to understand it helps you i remember i got a colonoscopy and the guy says oh yeah we removed two first of all sometime they removed two polyps sometime nothing nothing right one polyp nothing and then he says oh they're precancerous and i was like huh and he says yeah they're precancerous and i go oh my god that's their and my wife looks at me and goes okay every cell either has it or it doesn't if it doesn't it's pre if it has it, it's cancer. And I went, why? She said, because pretty much everything in your body is atrophying. So that's why men, when they're in their 80s and 90 years old, right, when they die of natural causes, if you test them, they'll test positive for prostate cancer. And I was like, huh? She said, it's just a natural process of mm-hmm. your body. She said, don't freak out. And I was like, oh. Like, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. A man going in, talking to a doctor. Get a, a, it took longer to prep for it than it did. The procedure, mm-hmm. procedure was like 15 minutes, and you're safe. How do you get men to know about the whole numbers thing, that knowing one or two numbers can save your life in, in between that five-year, 10-year check for colon cancer? You know, Doc, we've been talking about this for a mm-hmm. minute, right? So you can yeah. go back and listen to every tape that we, we yep. put together. Yep. Um, it actually started at GE's. 
when I was there yeah. having a conversation and I saw Pastor Locke that came in. We had that conversation right. with him. I right. was sitting there getting my hair cut and I said, hey, let's have this conversation about men's mental health and stress. So as G talked about starting in the barbershop beauty salon, that's where it started. Wow. In that, as we started having more conversation with the men, as we all are sitting in here having a conversation, someone either said it and went over our head. We weren't paying attention to it, or we didn't want to. Why you always make man look so bad? Because it's the like, truth. You, you, you all in here tell the truth. It's, it goes like. over our head. When we sat in that room with those men, G came to one of the meetings, and we were talking about it. We understood from that those men did right. their blood pressure right. checks and did not even know the numbers. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing was the most thing is, all right, well, are you going to go to your doctor? Well, I don't have a primary doctor. Okay, well, are you even going to Google what the numbers mean? <laughs> they weren't doing any of that. So we're it really where we talk about uh, men making health a priority. That's what we're focusing on. Right. All those things about knowing your numbers is really what we're saying is we're going to put this on onus on you. But we're going to help break some of these barriers right. to stop you from going right. to get them. But once you get the numbers, it's not to educate those men on what those numbers actually mean. When you get that information, we said if your doctor is not your on your team, you need to fire them. You need to find someone, a doctor, a physician, lady or man, to have a conversation about what is going on with me. But you're the first person that needs to know it. And so as we discuss these numbers and understand what they look like, it's just the education of I can you can tell me these numbers all day long, but I don't know what it, how it applies to me. What does it do to me? Uh, the nurse, Julia Means, came in and started to explain what the top number and the bottom number meant to your right. heart. It was a visual Diastolic thing. and systolic, yeah. The bottom number had to do with the rest. Right. If that number is high, that means your, your heart resting. is never resting. That's right. When they said, when she said that, everyone was like, oh, that's what that means? Right. The men then ran and said, can you give me another check? So I can know what my number so I, is. Because now it's yeah. a different way of understanding. You want to know as a professor, people learn differently, right? right. They Absolutely. can, you know, People make me see visuals. They need me to touch it. And some of those men needed a visual to understand exactly what was going on. That's what we need to do. The conversations that we're having is forcing the men to say, you, this is important, but let me find a way for you to process it. That's what we really needed to understand, how we process it. We process it as they say, vicarious learning. We all got together and had the discussion. Then we brought the experts in the room to explain what was going on and then brought the, the real numbers to them to have these numbers about you this is preventable all you have to do is go get checked then when you talk about polyps a lot of men don't what are polyps you have to get even to that point of granular to understand what that is and what it isn't so people even understand what the procedure looks like get it in prepared go in and after they get it done it's like it wasn't as bad as i thought it was right the other thing i noticed is that um explaining when do we need to get it done right my doctor right. brought it to me i have to go get mine done but you were talking about 38 didn't know it was 38 now I'm like I'm 46. I haven't had mine. Was well, 38 when you when your parents when one of your parents was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. That's when it's that's, that's when, it's when it clicks. But here's yeah. a, here's yeah. interesting. How many yeah. of us know any of our family's yeah. hereditary risk yeah. or anything that goes on in our family because yeah. we don't talk. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about in the next segment. Mm-hmm. How do we figure out? Risk factors. Yes. And what are some of those things? Mm-hmm. And I got a weird story for you when we come back. You're okay. listening to how men can really help prevent colon cancer men making health a priority we'll be right back you're listening to men making health a priority presented by all of us milwaukee at the center for community engagement and health partnerships on the new 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com
This is Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. This is Making Health a Priority. We're here with Bashir Easter and Gollin Smith, um, also noted as community icon, but really the owner of G's Cliffers, probably one of the most <laughs> prolific Cliffers, <laughs> one of the most prolific. Uh, I had to get it. Okay. You know, I, I, I can't pass okay. up. You okay. get me every time. Listen, you listen, you attacked me on the chain. Like, he he didn't speak it. to me. He tackled me. I'm going to let you have He it. tackled me. But anyway. I come no, in peace. Seriously, yeah. G's, G's Clippers in Milwaukee is one of the one of the premier places where men can go to really get a lot of information. And so I, I remember the other day I said, yeah, I got I to do this show. So let me go back. And I, I found the email and I went back in my DNA and I started looking. But you know how the first time you look at stuff, you go, okay, I got it. But you really don't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Then I went back and actually read it because I thought when you notice your body changing, you know, it, it, it I know I'm a little different, right? But don't you notice when your body changes? Mm-hmm. Don't you notice when your knees hurt? Don't mm-hmm. you notice when? Some people don't. They don't know the risk factors, right? So when I went in, I read it, and it said, you know, the cilantro. And mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> but then I read how you taste cilantro is an indicator for other things in your body, mm-hmm. right? If it tastes like cilantro, it's one thing. But if it tastes soapy, mm-hmm. right, it's something different. The earwax in your ear, is it dry or is it wet? wet yeah. I had to read it. My earwax is wet. Mm-hmm. So there's some dangers that come along with if I use a Q-tip. Mm-hmm. If it starts to build up and I can't hear, that can be indicative of something else going on in my body. Mm-hmm. Risk factors are really the way. Well, it sounds bad when you hear risk factor. But those are the indicators that really will tell you something's not right with your body. Well, you need to do it. The easiest way to do that instead of waiting until you're hurt. It's to simply look at your numbers. That's right. And so why don't we look at numbers as being risky? Or or is it that you tell them their numbers and it doesn't freak them out because they're scared they're going to catch something when, in fact, it'll just tell you. If your, you know, systolic number is here, well, then you... You probably need to go talk to somebody That's because right. your heart is literally racing yes. while you're sitting there. And now you're sweating and yes. you're sitting still, stuff like that. How, how important are risk factors? They're, they're extremely important. And so let me talk about a couple of things. So with, first of all, the main thing that you can do is go to the doctor and get your blood work done. We talked about that. I keep, I'm going to keep saying it every time. <laughs> okay. Your blood work is pretty much going to give you where you are, your baseline of where you are, what your A1C, your cholesterol, all those, you know, those things that you need to know, right. triglycerides and stuff like that. That's your first indicator to be able to say, what are you doing? And a lot of times it's what you're eating. What do you put in your body and how your body is processing those things? Now, look, we done had a conversation yes, about that already. Quit you know telling me food. what to eat. I'm not going to tell you Stop what to it. eat. Your body's going to tell you what to eat <laughs> <laughs> and what not to eat. The other part of it goes into, we talk about hereditary risk. And really, it is your DNA. It's pretty much what you get from your mom and your dad, right. you and your uh, life right. experiences. But in that, it's, it's a code. So we can literally, I can eat something. And it is, just as we stated, it tastes like soap. But to right. you, it tastes like cilantro. That's because of your code. Right. doesn't mean anything is necessarily wrong with you. It right. just means it's how your body is wired. Right. So when we talk about hereditary risk, it's your bloodline. It comes from everyone from who started in your life and who you, you've married. And then now you're now connected to that person, have babies. Now that goes through your bloodline. And what that is, is the, your uh, DNA sequence mm-hmm. tells you how you are. It's your map. So, Gollum. 
What did your grandparents die from? My grandfather, uh, my my uh, father's father passed of a massive heart attack at 52 years old. Mm-hmm. My mother's um, my mother's father died of a massive heart attack. My mother's mother now they feel that she may have died from. Um, uh, and my cousin, my sister has it now. Have, mm-hmm. have it now. Lupus. Okay. Lupus. Complications of lupus. Okay. So and my, so my, all those things <clears throat> go together. Yeah. And it makes up Gallen Smith. Exactly. You got and it. And now he's got to go. Okay. So what? What are the risk factors for heart that attack? That is it. Right. That is right. right. What's in your lineage? What's in your lineage? Right. Once you understand what's in there, now it doesn't mean you will get it. Correct. But it does mean that you are listed as almost like on the tier. Right. Right. And that means right. you need to do certain things that it does not. So a lot of things that people are worried about, well, you know, this does run in my family, but it doesn't mean you have to have it. So one of the things that ran in my family or runs in my family is heart disease. Okay. But the things that we do that cause the issue is they smoke. <laughs> Right. My mother They're smoked smoker. like a chimney. Exactly. My aunts all smoke. You know what they smoke? Pell-mell. <laughs> My dad, you smoke that. No filter. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you even, you may, you may as well roll up tar and just uh-huh. put it, like, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yet they did that. Yeah. So <laughs> getting colorectal cancer mm-hmm. increases as you get older. Yes. So if I'm smoking when I'm younger and right. I get older, right. that's more of a risk. You're correct. What kind of things can you? What are some of the indicators that we would need to know? I know it's stuff like like Crohn's disease, which I actually had to look up and like, what is that? Because I heard it mm-hmm. nine thousand times, right? Um, ulcerative colitis, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What what is all? That? So you have to now. I'm not a medical doctor, so you, that's one of the things. I'm but not the piece, either. Right, but the pieces that we talk about at African Americans and Latino communities are hardest hit of these. We talk about right. them: heart right. disease, uh, dementia. We talk about. Um, uh, the vascular dementia as well. We're also talking about prostate cancer, you know, colon cancer, other things, breast cancer, those things. Those things are the highest risk of we're talking about um, individuals of color. But what it goes in involved in that, right? It's our it's our lifestyle, it's stress, all and our hereditary factors as well. All those things go into into that. The question is, is it does not mean you will get them. It just means that what are you do once you have the information? What do you do with it to prevent or to slow? Or to do everything you can to push back. Mm-hmm. Now, when the doctors are able to explain to you, as they, one of the doctors told me that I needed to get my prostate checked, he gave me the stats that right. African American men are the highest on the list of that, right? And I'm looking at him like, huh? So, of course, I'm now going to get it checked. And I went go through the whole procedure. So now I know now I have a, nine, a baseline on my PSR. That's what it is, right? And also, mm-hmm. you have to still have the physical check. That is correct. And so what ha- what has yes. happened in the past is that people have put out, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you don't have to worry about that. You can just get the PSR. You can just get right. the test. And it's like, no, nope. you need a digital yes. exam Yes. so it can be literally checked. That is because correct. what happens is black men die because they trust the numbers. Yes. And when you hit the number in the gap where everything's fine, mm-hmm. it looks like everything's fine and it's really not. Had they checked it, mm-hmm. actually had the exam and checked it, they would have known. And that's exactly what we're getting to. How do you help? Right. First is you, you need a baseline of you. Know the Correct. numbers. If anything, have a, a, a documented whenever you start. You can start today. Get a baseline of you. Go back in three months. Go back right. in six months. See if anything has changed. That's the first thing you can do without any, anything else. That's what we're starting to get them into. First, do an action. Before we make any changes first, first know what you're dealing with. Like, where am I working where from? Where am I working from? Right. Right. And right. so that's what we usually try to push more than anything else is to get men to be a first of aware that there's a situation and then make an action step is to first know your numbers. 
So really getting older is really, you don't have to think about, you know, 38 and then I'm going to be 40 or 50. You literally, you literally need to think I was 38 yesterday. Now mm-hmm. I'm 39. I need to get checked. Mm-hmm. And that should be an annual thing. It should be. But we don't do that. Right. And that's our push. That's our push. That's our continued conversation that we're having this as a platform, as G has in his barbershop. It's like, no, I keep telling you about it because it's important. And the more and more we hear it, that's what we talk about. Men, you have to make your health a priority. Here's some of the steps to do so. And that's why we're here. It's funny because I used to always um, complain about going to the doctor. Now I don't really hesitate. Mm -hmm. I just figure out, okay, this is going on. Let me go. But many people don't. And you would think they don't go because they're scared or or they, they might find something out when it really comes down to they don't want to change their lifestyle. There it is. I like doing this. <laughs> right? I like eating this. There it is. We were talking the other day on, on, on the radio show about just the things that black people eat. Mm-hmm. You know, the pork. Like we will literally eat an entire pig. Yes. And everybody in the family likes a different part. Uh-huh. We'll eat a cow, but everybody likes a different part. You know, and, and somehow we think it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I like steak, but I don't eat a lot of steak. But when I eat it, I eat it medium rare. Mm-hmm. Oh, why do you eat it like that? Well, I don't want the steak living in me for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. I want to actually eat it, get the vitamins, and be done. But we don't think that way because, well, you know, that's, that's kind of personal. Mm-hmm. But when your body... When you start getting gas, yes. When you start not going to the restaurant, told you your body. What tell do you? How do you not notice that? The thing I want to add to this with that was we right on the right track again, doctor. Is that I was told, and people would say this to me, and I didn't know this. You're supposed to use the bathroom multiple times a day. Correct. And I'm like, what? But wait, wait. Do you know why you go to sleep at night? Why? So your body, all the toxins will exit. Hmm. That's why the first thing you have to do when you wake up in the morning is go to the restroom. You use the restroom. If you don't sleep eight hours, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. I mean, my doctor told me the length needs to be this. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are you, are you serious? Yeah. He's like, that's how you know you're healthy. And that's what I'm saying. That information, when I first learned that you have to use the bathroom, people say, you got to use the bathroom every time. Something wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, is there something wrong with me? No. You're supposed to be regular. <laughs> and they're saying the really the reason why people have a lot of issues is because they right. are constipated. Right. They're bound. Either they don't have enough water in their system to right. flush it out. And that constipation is where all those toxins and all right. that stuff is actually sitting in but your But it's testing. doing what it's supposed to do. That your is body is working. And so if you're absorbing all of the toxins and stuff like that back into your system when right. your system's trying to flush it out. Yep. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. So the gas and yep. all those different things um, that are going on with the your body. Belching, the belching, the bloating, you name itchy, it. All, all of those, that. All those all things of that. play out. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess, I guess we got to go there because we got we only got another minute or so. I really want to get into when we come back the activities that we don't do the stuff that we're supposed to do. I know it'll make people mad. I know. But but regular physical activity. Yes. What is regular physical activity, right? Um, a diet. Mm-hmm. Your low-fiber, high-fat diet or uh, high-end processed meats. Mm-hmm. Not good, right? That's All those correct. things. And the big one we'll talk about, obesity. Mm-hmm. That. Literally, everybody's obese. Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually look at the number, everybody. And so we'll talk about some of those things we, some of those things we have to do. And then we'll look at some of the changes and the benefits of making sure you prevent colon cancer. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. I'm here with 
Dr. Bashir Easter. Man, I remember when I didn't have to say that and now I gotta say it. <laughs> well, I tell you, I just love it. And let me see, we, we got to give him some. The yes, infamous, it, stupendous, yes, magnanimous, right. phenomenal Gollin Smith from G's Clippers. We'll be right back. More of Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships, is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Men Making Health a Priority. I'm Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Our topic today with Bashir Easter and Gollin Smith is how men can prevent colon cancer. You know, last time we were we were talking about, you know, G's story and we went over some of the health factors, but we really didn't we started on lifestyle factors, but we really didn't get into some of the things like lack of regular physical activity. Mm-hmm. Uh Gollin, you you are a marathoner, right? Like you run marathons. Yes, I just completed uh, number 5. Really? Yep, I uh, ran uh, five marathons in uh, the last four and a half years. I started with the Boston Marathon, then New York Marathon, then uh, uh, Berlin, Germany, and Chicago. And mm-hmm. most recently, uh, a month and a half ago, I ran, I ran uh, London. Mm. And um, number six will be in March. Um, I'll be running uh, Tokyo. Well, there you go. I don't have wow. to run. He'll run for me. <laughs> All right. See, we got that part. See, we got the physical activity part taken care of. But, but. I'm interested in what got you from walking to marathon. What was that mindset? Man, <clears throat> not wanting to leave here young. You mm. know, I, I had my kids at such a young age, you know, and uh, I mean, older age, rather, right, 37, right. 38 years old, having my kids. And I want to be here, man. I want to be here, you know, to see them grow up and, and see some possible uh, grandkids, you know. So I want to, you know, take charge of my life, and and that's where it started, man. I stopped eating beef and pork right. when my dad was um, diagnosed with <laughs> yeah. colon cancer yeah. back in two thousand six. Yeah. So I've not eaten beef or pork since two thousand six. So what's um, your like fruit vegetable? Yeah, fruit vegetable. Like I, I eat turkey, chicken, and fish. You know, okay. as far as my okay. my meats, and um, eat a lot of vegetables. I drink a lot of water. I do not drink sodas at all. Um, yeah, just just. Took back uh, charge of my life, and it's it's, it's funny you, you talked about the, um, you know, the telltale signs, if you will, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, uh, with identifying some you know mm-hmm. health concerns. But right. a lot of you don't understand also uh, blood in your stool, yes. you know, yes. that right there. And so I got a scare. Right. You know, I had some blood in my stool, and come mm-hmm. to find out, um, it was an inner hemorrhoid that you don't get right. any pain. Correct. Right. And runners, marathon runners, get, get those. That. Right, it's very, very common right. to have an inner hemorrhoid from uh, right. uh, because of the stressors that you exactly, exactly. And yeah. so those type of stressors, those type of things, also where the opposite is because he probably like got like his BMI is like two, right? <laughs> <Stop>. You you <laughs> Stop. overweight and o- obesity runs significantly through our community. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those factors that if we don't watch it, but but don't we argue, Dr. Bashir, mm-hmm. it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Like we got to watch everything. And we do. 
We do. And I think a lot of it goes into exactly what you said. We don't want to give up nothing, right? Right. And yeah. I think a lot of things we're giving up, we think we have to give up taste. We have to get right. up the texture. We right. got to give up a comfort. It's really more comfort, right? It's a comfort mm-hmm. thing that we get. But once you start understanding, and I'm glad that G talked about what he gave up, uh, because once you understand that, and this is the thing, you understand to a certain extent that this is harming me, right? You make a decision. <laughs> right, right, right. If you want to keep doing it or you don't, you have a choice, right? But once you understand what it really does to you, you mm-hmm. make a decision decision and so uh we talked about those decisions what does it do you, uh, the water when we talked about what are the three changes that we talked about those men i did water i took out um beef out of my diet um and started doing the exercise and then um what i started noticing with regards to that just the water alone yeah changed oh, yeah. my oh, urine yeah. changed oh, all yeah. of everything i'm like it's just water yes. and then i lost 30 pounds Right. Mm-hmm. And so just understanding of it, that was what I was just intaking in our meal. So when you talk about obesity, what are you eating? Right. And so right. even with that, you have some people who are called skinny fat. Right. And so that skinny fat is the understanding of you can be very even thin, but still not considered healthy. Right. 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 And so the other understanding of it is what how does your body tick? Because we're all different. So everyone should be able to understand them specifically how they tick. What can they eat and not eat? What's good for their size? And that's when you we talk about being precise to you. Um, and so it does. We had the conversation about uh, being, having vegan. Some right. understanding that vegan might not work. We had a good discussion. We just said, Ken, I can try all of that, but it doesn't work for my body. Doesn't mean I'm not healthy. It just I cannot eat those certain items. So understanding we have this, the, the things that we're dealing with, we're just eating because we're hungry or we want a taste of something right. and not understanding what it actually does to our body. And that's what we're really trying to get people to understand. So, G, you, you, you talk about the, the journey that you took from walking to running a marathon, but how did it change your mind, body, and spirit? You know, Man. it's it. There's there's one thing to talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to do this. Yeah, and I want to do. But you actually have to be intentional when you do that. Mm-hmm. What was that arc change through mind, body, and spirit? Doc, Doc, man, when I tell you, that literally changed my life. I was serious when I, I said during the break that you should do a marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I tell you, a marathon is more than just um, uh, the accomplishment mm-hmm. of running twenty six or completing twenty six point two miles. But what it does to you spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, the, the, the thoughts that, you know, going, you know, through your mind, because your body going to, you're going to hit some brick walls. You're right. going to hit some brick right. walls. My brick right. walls is typically at mile 16, and then I hit a brick wall again around 20, mile 22, 23, yeah. you know, where you got to dig deep, you know. So, I mean, you really, I mean, when I tell you what they have done for me, I mean, I will forever challenge my body physically mm. until I leave this earth. Okay. I mean, I think it's important, you know, for all of us to uh, to challenge our bodies physically and, and what it does to uh, to us mentally and how it advances us and and allow us to uh, dig d- dig uh, deeper than we've ever thought we could, uh, could because what they say, the average person uses uh, not even uh, 5% of uh, his brain capacity mm-hmm. Correct. in his lifetime, you know. Correct. So, I mean, when I tell you, you're going to dig a little bit deeper uh, and, and, and use uh, some of those brain cells that you didn't think you've ever used in your mm-hmm. life, that you have never used in your life when you're running a marathon. So how did that change you physically in terms of alcohol consumption? Alcohol consumption, I still, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a casual mm-hmm. uh, alcohol uh, drinker. I drink wine. Uh, I'm a part of a couple of wine right. clubs. I love my, right. my red wine. 
Um, and uh, I might have some bourbon every now and then. Uh, but I'm, I'm a very casual uh, drinker. I've been drunk maybe twice in my life and nothing within the past. I don't know how many years. You wow. know, but I can say I've never been drunk in my entire life. Yeah, twice in my life, yeah. Yeah, twice in my life. I don't know why I should be proud of that because I, I don't took, abuse Because I took pictures of everybody else. And they were missing. Drunk, so. yeah. <laughs> and, Doc, you said something. I think yeah. the other thing that we talk about with our community, we need visuals. Yeah. So for G to talk about a marathon and you actually say what are the steps to get there, that's now giving the individual right. a visual. Right. Right. The other thing that uh, yeah, but I'm not doing that work though. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, but you, you should. You should you're gonna, gonna try. You're gonna uh, do it. You're well, gonna play you know, with I gotta it. talk myself into it. Yes, yeah, it. Oh. But no, you have right. a visual, right? And the I'll other thing is, I got you. I got you. I'll be calling you. The other thing you stated, which was real interesting, is just talk about your age and how you look. I watch you walk him down these stairs, how you move. I got a brother that's, that's here as well, 63 years old, that probably lift us out the gym. Mm -hmm. That's a visual. I have men right. half his age and your age that can't get up, right. can't move, can't right. maneuver. So the visual is, is what's wrong with me? I'm here. What do I say is my priority? It could be my job. It could be my money. It could mm. be my status and all that. But the biggest thing is, is your health. You can't have enjoy any of those things that you may push through if your health is not um, taken care of. I want to be, as you said, Jay, you, G, you want to be here, right? Yeah. But also people are living what kind of quality of life about to say that. are you living? It's quality yes. of that life. And yeah. so as you start talking about what you want to do, you can visually say when you get to a certain age, you're going to do it. And you already have the physical stamina to do it. You're just going to get yourself prepared. Some individuals are still sitting there. <laughs> Hoping. Hoping and wishing. And the first thing you have to do yeah, is deal yeah. with their weight. They have yeah. to deal with that. And they not even know what other health issues they actually have. Right. So a visual is very important, right? And so um, that's appreciative to know that, hey, you've done this. And I have another brother that's a um, two-time um, Ironman. Done it twice. And I mm -hmm. went to see him. The reason why he got started was because he had high blood pressure. He was on medication. He said, like, I don't want to keep trying to take these meds. So let me try to do something to get my body in shape. And so he started to train. And yeah. he did, too. That's very impressive. Right. And so, impressive. Yeah. My goal is Tough Mudder. Oh, OK. Oh, I've, did that too. I've done yeah. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is yeah. my goal. And so with this. Um, and I know we only got a couple minutes. We only got about a minute. Social determinants really impact how we live. And mm -hmm. so we can we can talk about that. But we're all middle class. Mm. Upper middle class. We got people who are poor in food deserts mm -hmm. who really don't have the capacity. But if they learn how to do it, we can overcome it. And that's what really all of us is all about. Yes. So when we come back, we want to really look at at how we use the barbershop, how we connect it to the clinic, how we do those things, social determinants, and how the impact of just simply knowing what your DNA results are. Mm -hmm can actually change your life. This segment, How Men Can Prevent Colon Cancer. Men Making Health a Priority. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. I'm here with Gollin Smith and Dr. Bashir Easter. When we come back, we'll wrap up and really look at how we can impact men listening today. Yes. We'll be right back. More of Men Making Health a Priority presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships is next on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. More of Men Making Health a Priority presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships is next on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. We're back. Men Making Health a Priority 
How Men Can Help Prevent Colon Cancer. My guests today are Dr. Bashir Easter, Assistant Director, all of us at the University of Wisconsin-Madison Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships in Milwaukee, and Gollin Smith, community icon, owner of G's Clippers and about 12,000 other businesses in the city of Milwaukee. Our, our topic today is, is sensitive, but it's really not. It's pretty straightforward that we need to really understand the impact, something as simple as getting your DNA results back. You give blood, you wait, they send you an email, log in, and you go click, and then all of your DNA stuff comes back. And it tells you where you're from, 84%. Mm-hmm. 91%. You know, Benin, right? The fine new people, the, the, the homie from the Woman King. Oh, yeah. All right, people. there That's you go. It is. So, so it's, it's really cool to have DNA results, mm-hmm. but the most important thing is really to know who you are. Correct. To know where you came from. To know who made you, and so Gollin, you you have talks in your barbershop where you what you harass people, you tie them to the chair, <laughs> tell me your stuff, or or is it the same way that I that I'm sure it is, where you have that you're able to share with them, not only because you have a captive audience, but you actually care about the people you work with, without a doubt. And when you share your experiences, I mean, you know, it it, it kind of you know, allows them the space to right. open up as well. And, and that's what we find. Uh, if we exercise that as, as barbers, uh, trusted individuals in the community, um, then um, I think we have a better chance at uh, healing our community uh, with uh, having guys open up and talk about those, those mm-hmm. things. That's why, you know, I just spoke in the last segment about, you know, the, the blood in my stool and it came from, you know, the running and things of that nature. If we are transparent and, 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 you know, kill that uh, stigmatism of things that we, you know, don't talk about. Well, it ain't none of your know. business. It's mine. I mean, but at right? the end of the day, when you share some of your business, man, right. you are making, you know, subconsciously saying it's okay for you to share yours. Mm-hmm. It's not. Right. I mean, what you're going Absolutely. through that you've been keeping to yourself, That you think you're by yourself. Okay. You're not by yourself. Yeah. You're not by yourself. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's interesting you say that because I come to your barbershop. I hear it. And then you talk about it, but now I want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Do I call all of us? Do I do I connect? Do I go online? What what do I do? Well, G has well, a, a clinic. Go that's ahead. what I was about yeah. to say. I mean, you can either call all of us, or you can mm-hmm. if you're at G's Clippers. Um, uh, and I'm not sure if you've been down there yet, uh, mm-hmm. Doc. Well, uh, at G's Clippers, right in the rear of the shop, for those who have, have not been in G's Clippers, it's an 8,000-square-foot barbershop with a 12-by-12 room in the rear called G's MKE Wellness Clinic, powered by Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield and right. Freighter. So uh, literally on Fridays and Saturdays, you can come see a nurse and uh, get your blood pressure checked, blood glucose levels. When I tell you, it's like a regular doctor's office with the exam bed mm-hmm. there. The, I mean, the whole yeah, room is outfitted yeah. like a regular doctor's office, you know. And um, so, if 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 you are, you know, so in, in, inclined from uh, being involved in that conversation with other barbers mm-hmm. there at G's Clippers, and you want to just, you know, okay, you know what? I think I'm gonna go right. go back there and check, you know, you know, see what see what's going on with me. Checking my blood pressure, I haven't done it in a while. Check my blood glucose level you can literally do that right there at g's clippers and so i go get everything checked yeah but now i know i want to do something about it that's where all of us would come in because now i have a support group yeah have a group of men g might show up yeah you know (laughs) put put me in a headlock yeah cut my hair and make sure i get my blood 
So we so, talked about all of us. You can yeah, actually go yeah. online. Uh, we are actually individuals. If they go to um, all of us dot uh, dot edu or call the one eight eight. Two nine four two six six one. We was paperless, right? We really want people to start to right. do their consents and get their platform uh, created. But we're also doing a big push for people to say, well, you know, how can I get that assistance, right? So December first, pretty much to the eighth, we're looking for a big push for individuals. If you mm-hmm. need help, you can mm-hmm. reach out to us. We'll walk you through that process. And the whole goal is for you to do. You get your first a few information like the cilantro, your her, um, right. your ancestry information. But the biggest thing is you're going to get back your fifty nine genes and your seven genes right. so your 59 genes are for hereditary risk and then your seven genes of medication sensitivity and they're like well what is that we explain all of that we help right. you get that information everything we talked about in this segment is what we're leading to is to get your data and then you get 25 dollars to to get that information uh, that's going to be given to you now and my I, problem was filling out that initial survey man uh-huh. it took forever it's a long time. right yeah. but yeah. here's the weird thing about mm-hmm. it you're talking about something that's going to impact the rest of your life that's correct for something that might take you 20 minutes mm-hmm. to make sure you give enough information. And I, and I think the coolest thing about all of us that, that you really don't push mm-hmm. is the fact that you're going to be part of a million people in one of the largest, if not the largest research. The largest. That we've ever had mm-hmm. in the entire country. The only time we've come closer is with covid Mm-hmm. And we only had 22% participation African-American. Mm-hmm. And that's the most diverse right now. And, we're at that. Mm-hmm. And that was the largest one that black people have been in. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, that's scary to me because, you know, they only had maybe 10, 15, 20,000. Right. It, it's unfortunate. But we still have to overturn the stigma. That's it. Of being a part of studies. And exactly. so I think all of us does a great job at making sure when you go through the process, because I went through. The, have you have you been through the process? I went through the process. I had to go in mm-hmm. had to take your, do the survey, go mm-hmm. in, take your blood and just kind of roll through. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a little too easy. <laughs> I, have not, I have not been through the process. That was a little, you know, that was a little too, but then everything came back, you know, seeing your numbers back, seeing your information back. Yep. And, and it's, it's, it's so simple. But the fact that I know a decade after I'm gone, that black people can say, wow, my life got saved because somebody did some research based research, on, yeah. on some blood all of us took That's it. and figured out the marker for something, and now I can live. That's correct. And so it, you did that through? through That's uh, all of us program all does of us that. Program. That's what it is. I need to do that. Yeah. I need to do, I need yeah. to do that. Let's man. do it. Let's do I it, not, I have not done that. It I mean, is, it is that, phenomenal G. because mm-hmm. all the information they find out about you with your DNA, they'll know people that are, that are related to you. And they can be able to compare the fact that these same markers are appearing in this mm-hmm. group of people. What is that? How is it and different from the Ancestry.com? It's, it's different for, for me, and I'll, I'll let Bashir answer mm-hmm. that, but it's different for me because when they take your blood, it's not just your DNA. They now can compare the two. They have both parts, right? We either get one or we get the other. They have both. They don't have to go back and find you. They don't have to go back and ask you, hey, you know, we want to do this. They can figure it out and literally find out from you or something you had and help him without ever having so, to come back and mm-hmm. find you or this or anything. So with Ancestry, it is a private company. Right. Ancestry, 23andMe, they're private companies. And so once you give them their information, you've signed off for them to do just that. Whatever they right? want. 
with all of us, the program is you have to give your consent to do that information and uh, to be able to get that information as well. You can say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that in that capacity. And then they're charging you to do that, to get your information. And this is actually giving you, it's a, it's a part of research. The NIH, the National Institute for Health, is actually a part of this and funding this information. The information that you get back, your know, ancestry information, it'll tell you exactly that. As, as um, Dr. Ken said, he's 81%. And the beauty of mm-hmm. it is that there's so many African Americans and DNA in it, you can actually, they can actually track you with people that look like you versus comparing you to a predominantly white globe. The other thing is it comes to region. It's on your phone. So you can pick it up, use an app or even on a computer and pull that information up as well. The other thing is you are de-identified. So there's no right. way right. that they're going, anyone can know that you're involved unless you tell them. Right. But the other thing is, it's a part of more of research because this is a 10 year. And so if there's a point where they're saying they get back to you and say, hey, would you like to be a part of more of any other studies? They can reach back out to you as well. Or if they find out in your um, information that there is a risk that you need to know, now they'll make sure you need to get contact with your doctor. Those other entities don't do that in regards to that information. They'll give you back your information and that's it, right? And so what the goal is of this is is that you are a part of it, not just giving your, your information and you're done. You are now considered a partner. So in that is we have um, conversation about people who are in a role. What are you getting back besides your information, your DNA? We're trying to also build a what we say community scientist component because there's going to be what they call a workbench. This workbench has all of that information that comes back with, say, zip code area, yep. age group of an individual. Now you can use that data to now do something in your community. And so we're trying to build exactly. that component. I definitely want to do that. Mm-hmm. You could actually look at definitely. who's around your barbershop. Look at the zip codes, look at who's there, what their health conditions are, and create a program just for them. Because the information is there. That's interesting, man. Right? You'll know who's going to come in your clinic, what you need. Like, you may have one type of thing in your clinic, but the majority of people in your neighborhood or come in your barbershop have this issue. Exactly. You could just change it. It's that simple. So make sure you sign up. I'm definitely doing it. So we're going to talk about it. We'll walk you through. We'll do it, we'll do it for the <laughs> December, December 1st to the, to the 8th. That, we call it that a real surge week that we're looking to do. Right. And so, that'd so be a good you've, time you've to got do that it. coming up, right? And what do you guys That's do with it? So we're looking at locations. We have the 1020 North 12th Street is our location at the Center Community Engagement Health Partnership. Is there is That's our direct area that we can enroll. But we can actually do pop-ups, right? So we can actually man. be at the clinic and do Come those things. Come on down to Clippers, right. Let's yeah. do it right there. There, there we go. He said it. Anything to add? Got about 30 seconds. The biggest thing I'd like to say as we continue to do is, man, you have to make your health a priority. We had three of us that are on here talking about you continue to hear us on the radio. I know you've heard at least one segment and still trying to figure out what to do. You've heard it. Now we have some action that we can do is uh, if you want to enroll in the program, you can do it from December 1st to the 8th. But the other thing is know your numbers. I know that there is some talk at the barbershop that they have a segment at G's that talk about men talk. Right. Those things are extremely important to now you have a voice. And see, we want to help in that process to get you moving. Know your numbers. And I'd, I'd add um, Real Men Real Talk was what you were alluding, yes. alluding oh, yeah. to. That's, oh, yeah. a, that's a talk at G's Clippers every third Monday of the month from 5.30 p.m. until 7.30 p.m. So uh, it's, all, it's men only. It's a great uh, forum, great platform, you know, for guys to just, you know, open up and just, just you know, realize that they're not out here alone. Oh, you yeah. know? Uh, and the, uh, the other thing I want to add is take charge of your life, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, take charge of your health. 
uh, get active. You know, um, you know, you have multi-millionaires, mm-hmm. billionaires that have died. Yes, right. That would have gave every single yes. penny of their money got it. for health. Can't take we'll it with you. you know. I That's mean, right. Absolutely. I mean, your health. Your health is wealth. Yes, it is. Men making health a priority. Thank well, you, Doc. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Bashir Easter. Thank you. Assistant Director thank you, Colin Smith Appreciate you. of G's Clippers. You're listening to Dr. Ken Harris right here on the new 1017 The Truth. Thanks for listening.